Welcome to Slide, the Avalanche Podcast. My name is Doug Krause, and this is episode five of season two, coming to you from damn near the end of my rope. This is the first time in 46 years I've actually begun to think about putting a ski season behind me and moving on. So I'm already cooking up plans for Chile and New Zealand 2018. That's how I move on. I'm also going to Tahiti in May, so that's nice. I'll get you some summer episodes this year, so you'll be hearing more from me. I also plan to draft up some episodes for next winter so we can be more consistent in the 18-19 season. In the meantime, I went from full speed ahead in December through February to near full stop, and that got me thinking about time and how we use it, or don't. Tolerance. Forbearance. Self-restraint. Equanimity. Perseverance. Resolve. Acceptance. Patience. What is patience? The internet tells me that patience is the capacity to tolerate or accept delay, trouble, or suffering without getting frustrated or angry. I've used a lot of that lately. The well is almost dry. I've been in Valdez for over a month, supposed to be heli skiing, but for most of it I've been unable to fit my swollen tender foot in a ski boot, trying not to pace around the house, reading, on the wagon, no meat, no fish, no sugar, balancing acceptance and lack of control with a slow drive towards the jagged fucking lip of madness. Something's got to give, right? Well, could be worse. These are still first world problems. I've spent months recovering from broken bones, waiting for it to snow, waiting for the Marte to open. Those are easy problems to have in the grand scheme of things. I try to greet them with acceptance of that which is beyond my control. I don't like it, but what can you do? Psychological research focuses on patience as the capacity to delay short-term gratification in favor of a larger reward on down the road. The evidence correlates this trait with people who live wonderful lives full of sunshine and lollipops. Lucky them. Those of us that can't tolerate the delay or trouble suffer from a form of present bias, a preference for gratification now as opposed to later. An evolutionary biologist might tell you that patience predates the split between humans and chimpanzees more than 4 million years ago, and that chimps are probably better at it. Anthropology says the ability to accept delay and focus on future rewards was critical to the development of human social groups and thence culture and civilization. All of the world's great religions and even some of the crappy ones, equate patience with grace, peace, and even divinity. And a historian notes that acceptance of delay and lack of control over one's environment has been fundamental to the human condition forever. Until now. Because today, we have an unprecedented amount of control over our environment 
and the ability to instantly gratify a dizzying array of desires, whether it be food or money or fun or sex or drugs or rock and roll, or another like on that new profile pic. The millennial bloggers say that the pace of life has accelerated wildly in recent decades and the age of instant gratification is upon us. We tasted it, we wanted it, and now we demand it. That page that doesn't load in less than two seconds is a dog. 53% of mobile visits are abandoned. If a site takes more than three seconds to load. Three seconds! I remember waiting five minutes for pictures of girls from Sweden through the magic of the early internet. I have my own deep texts. Going back to the veritable dawn of the 21st century, 2005, avalanche sage Dr. Edward LaChapelle writes in The Ascending Spiral, The basic problem with decisions in avalanche terrain is not so much personal attitudes, group interactions, or risk management. It is the expectation that human activities can be scheduled by artificial constructs like calendar and clock in a natural world that moves at its own independent pace. So, for Edson's sake, and at the risk of undermining everything I have ever said about communication and situational awareness and teamwork and decision-making, let us begin again with patience. Patience is not just the ability to wait for something better. It is a tool for dealing with uncertainty or a lack of agency. It's how we cope with things we don't know or have no control over. Can you accept that the weather and the avalanche doesn't give a shit about your schedule? If not, you're in the wrong neighborhood. Periods of monotony, punctuated by often rapid bursts of high-risk activity, characterize occupations like the military and firefighting, and a similar cycle is certainly pertinent to we who joust with avalanches. Maybe it's a nice mellow three-hour tour on the up, followed by four minutes of death or glory on the way down. Maybe it's five days of snow and downtime, followed by a ten-minute helicopter ride to a thousand meters of fresh 40-degree pow. Or maybe it hasn't snowed in weeks, and you get the call to be ready for first chair at 0600 with a sack full of shots, a couple feet of new, and a mountain to open. Did the slow times make you better prepared? For the go times? Or are you champing at the bit? Horses champ. Well, why wait? It is worth reminding ourselves that comprehension may not follow perception immediately or at all. Just because you see it, that don't mean you get it. I should probably say that again. Comprehension may not follow perception immediately or at all. Best be sure you get it before you go. Patience is used to prioritize efficacy over speed when getting it right is more important than getting it now. For instance, in circumstances where the consequences include getting crushed by an avalanche. 
Patience enhances timing. If we limit ourselves to the now, we deprive ourselves of the knowledge and options that may come later. And this frequently leads to suboptimal results, like getting buried. Patience is a decidedly relevant trait in avalanche country. But how many of us work to become more patient? How many of us practice patience? To broaden our notion of patience, Professor Jennifer Roberts proposed the term temporal intelligence, and she speaks of conscious and purposeful deceleration in the name of better comprehension. This sounds suspiciously like using our time wisely. There are at least three kinds of patience worth noting here. The act of accepting or tolerating delay or suffering with grace, the ability to defer present action in the name of future options or rewards, and the technique of consciously adding time to your process or using the time you have more productively. Waiting is part of patience. Coupling acceptance with waiting is a powerful stress reducer. It's out of my hands. Shogunai. Cultivating the ability to recognize and accept that which is beyond our control will serve you well. Surely there's a Chinese sage somewhere that said something like that. Coupling tolerance with waiting is a less powerful stress reducer. Do you accept the circumstances or merely tolerate them? One who merely tolerates will always put a higher priority on ending the waiting than one who accepts delay with equanimity. I'm fortunate to be fairly adept with both tolerance and acceptance, but that did not come easy. It came from tolerating the wind in Las Lanias and the clouds in Valdez and accepting Events like breaking my pelvis in half or being stuck in some rural Australian shipyard for months on end. It also came from the lessons of haste that I was fortunate enough to survive. Patience is not something most people come by naturally, but you can practice and you can learn. I was forced to many times, thankfully. I am captivated by the notion of patience as a strategic or tactical deceleration of process, as a pace management tool. Quoting Professor Roberts again, time is not just a negative space, a 
passive intermission to be overcome. It is a productive or formative force in itself. If you accept that comprehension may not be immediate, that you need time to translate perception into knowledge, what choice do you have besides making the time to understand? Using time to reduce uncertainty. Using time to generate options. Using time to optimize timing. Well, you have the choice to act precipitately. That may even be required, but it should not be your default choice. There's a difference between haste and speed. Haste is action without sufficient reflection. Passion is action from emotion. And in the words of Freddy Nietzsche, passion will not wait. The tragic element in the lives of great men does not generally consist in their conflict with time, but in their inability to put off their work. They cannot wait. Freddy continues, In all duels, the friends who advise have but to ascertain if the principles can wait. If this be not possible, a duel is rational inasmuch as each of the combatants may say, Either I continue to live and the other dies instantly, or vice versa. To wait in such circumstances would be equivalent to the frightful martyrdom of enduring dishonor in the presence of him responsible for the dishonor, and this can easily cost more anguish than life is worth. Will our passion for POW cost more than life is worth? In suffering, time but creeps along. Yet often that suffering is a fiction of the passion or failure of acceptance. Willful deceleration uses patience as a pace management tool, a tool that enables uncertainty reduction, time to translate perception into knowledge, and time to generate additional options, temporal intelligence. If you discover that your risk tolerance shifts when time is short, decelerate and reassess. If available time dictates your pace, decelerate and look for ways to put an appropriate pace back in charge. Have you ever done a half-ass assessment because you were rushing to get first tracks or jumped on a slope today instead of tomorrow because someone else might get it first? Ever started picking away at a persistent slab problem because you were tired of skiing 30-degree meadows? Ever miss the significance of a key piece of information because you didn't make the time to ponder a little harder? I've done all that. Lots of times. And those are all failures of patience. We make decisions before we are ready when time is short. Lots of time that works out okay. But it's still a good recipe for failure. Shouldn't we consciously choose our time in action? instead of being pushed by tolerance, or haste, or passion, 
patience. Ask yourself, what is the cost of temporary inaction? Or even better, how can I use that time most effectively? No magic pill, just something to ponder. As Ralphie Emerson said, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. And on that note, Hey, I appreciate all your support. We still got about another month of ski season left, so I am begging the divinities for inspiration. Fire away with your questions. If you got them, you can reach me at avalanchepodcast at gmail.com. Music here, as always, is provided by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech. And Slide is supported by DPS Skis. DPS is about the mystery encountered during a slide across deep snow, and I could damn sure use some of that mystery right about now. In the meantime, thank you. Pray for snow.